Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I am Kaylee, and I'm so excited for this episode we have today. It's very much one that is focused on on wellness, and I think we can all um, use a little bit more of that in our lives, some some self-care time and some wellness. So I am joined by special guest Kendra Irvin today. Kendra is the founder and CEO of Living Light Ayurveda. She teaches high-performing women how to get to next-level health for their unique body type. So thank you so much for being with us today, Kendra. I'm excited for this conversation um, because as I said before we started recording, this is new to me, so I am very much learning along with all of our listeners today. Um, So just to get started, can you tell us, you know, tell me, tell the listeners a little bit about your story um, and how you found the Ayurveda system? I would love to. Okay. So really it's a story of how we found each other. And I mean, I was like, I grew up in Northwestern BC and much like my friends around me had this idea of what I thought I should be when I grow up or the things that I should do. Hence the word should, like that's a key word there. And so I did the things I, um, I actually ended up taking a gap year, a year off. And then I went and traveled. I was in Switzerland. I skated for an ice show. And then along the way, I was like, oh, you got to get like serious about life and time to get back on track. Right. Um, and so I went back to Canada. I came back here and I did all the things in sequential order. I went to university. I got married. I had kids. One, two, three. And somewhere in that, in that time frame. Um, especially with raising kids, it became that much more apparent to me that I wasn't really living the life that I wanted to rather than the life that I thought I was supposed to live according to someone else's script. And that really didn't sit well with me. So I started digging a little bit deeper and really came across something that really lit my fire, something I was already doing, but just hadn't really made um, a career out of it. And that was wellness. And it didn't come to me like a Mack truck hitting you. It came to me in whispers. And finally, as I slowed down, I was actually able to hear what the calling was. And it's like, wellness, Kendra, you're already doing it. Like go and share that gift with you. You love what you do. It lights you up. You can light other people up the same way. And so I pursued wellness coaching. And along that path, I was reading a book And the book was part of credit. So it was something I had to do in order to be able to pass the course. And that book was called Perfect Health by Deepak Chopra. And in that book, I had an aha moment, like, oh my God, this is such a page turner. Why doesn't everybody know about this wonderful system? Like I have to, I have to look more into this. And then, so I took a test and I found out what dosha I was and body constitution and 
I just fell in love with it and I couldn't get enough afterwards. And it's like, you know, when you find something, you just want more and more of it. It's kind of like a really good tub of ice cream. You just can't stop eating. That's what Ayurveda has been for me. Um, and so as I got more into it, I got formally certified. I went to India to find out more about the system itself um, and do a little bit of traveling there. And I went to the Ayurvedic Institute. I started really learning more about that. And that's where I think I fell in love with it. And the idea of actually making this into my, my passion work, my dharma, if you will. And so I became formally certified through the California College of Ayurveda as an Ayurvedic health counselor um, and using my kinesiology background to really bring a lot of that understanding and love for the human body into this. Because at the end of the day, that is what that's kind of where Ayurveda starts out, right? As in within the actual person um, as the microcosm and then looks at the environment as the, or sorry, microcosm and the environment as the macrocosm, how we can create alignment and flow just like how mother nature does it so perfectly. Wow. I love that. And I'm excited to find out more. Um, and thank you for sharing that story too, that you were going through. I think a lot of people can relate to that you know, doing the things like we're supposed to do and yeah, ticking the boxes and, and living our life that way. But, but if you have that kind of inner, you know, is this for me though, is this my path? And, and so hearing that you've, you found that and, and like you said, like a tub of ice cream, just more and more and more, you can have more and more and more of it. Um, for those of us then who don't know, um, about Ayurveda, can you give us a brief explanation of what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to say too, like I was living that life, that exact life, and it was not something that was good for me. So it was like, it, it started to have an effect on my mental health to the point where I got overwhelmed with things and it just, just a big stirring, right? So when Ayurveda came along, it was exactly the right timing for me in my life. And what Ayurveda is essentially translates to life science. It is a sister science of yoga. Everyone knows what yoga is. Um, and really what it aims to do at about five to 10,000 years old, it's the oldest healthcare system that exists on the planet. It gives us the ability to self-heal our own bodies, to create the space for that self-healing to occur with the knowledge of what elements are predominant in each and every one of the 7.8 billion uh, different bodies on the planet. So listen, we come from nature, right? Unless we were created in a lab, we come from nature. And in nature, it's made up of all five elements. So air, ether, fire, water, and earth. So if you come from nature, your body's only gonna be made of the same elements. And so it's understanding of these qualities of elements that really help us bring our body back into balance. And Ayurveda's workhorses are really what we call the doshas or the body constitutions. And there are three, vata, pitta, and kapha. Some of us are more dominant in the air and ether element. And so we know how to create a program for that person. And then some of us have more fire and water dominant within our body. I'm one of those people. Um, so I know how to follow a program that nourishes that to bring my body back into balance. And then some of us have more earth and water in our body. And then we create a program for that person. We treat and acknowledge the qualities with the opposite qualities because it's, pre it, 
operates off a, of a dichotomy for a hot there's a cold for a heavy there's a light for um an unstable there's a stable for a clear there's a cloudy and really the system just works with the fundamental laws of nature looking at the opposites and treating it with the opposites to bring a person back to its center i love it so can you get a give an example based on your own i forget which one you said was it fire your fire and fire and water yeah I'm a, what I'm is a that bothering me too okay what does that mean then like how does that play out so fire and water within nature we obviously know that you know if there's a forest fire that's an example of a pit or pit overload fire really just means the idea of processing and digesting so my body is actually really good at processing and digesting information so that means that it generally has a better metabolism than the other two doshas. I am great at digesting information through all five of my senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and um, what am I missing? Hearing, right? There we go. So all the five of the senses. So even like the words that I'm speaking right now and then hearing you, I'm digesting the words that you're saying and it actually affects my physiology and then vice versa, right? So that's why we have to be extra vigilant about the words that we use, the way that we use them and the way that it's delivered even through our body language, right? So it's so important because if a person's physiology is changed simply by the way that they're hearing things, um, that's a lot of responsibility on us to make sure that we're delivering it with kindness, right? Because if we're having conversations with people and it's in a harsh tone and it's accusatory and critical and, and whatnot, that person digests that information and their body has to, has to deal with that, has to process it, has to interpret it and then respond. Um, so having high pitta within my constitution, I'll use that dosha as an example, Pittas, when they're in balance, are hilarious. They are like the leaders. They're the public speakers. They're the ones that um, get the job done kind of thing. They're good at processing things and really moving things along, starting a project, getting it done. The Pitta women are the getter done girls, so to speak. Um, when a Pitta gets out of balance and has too much fire coming into their life, say they've had a, like a, an angry confrontation with someone, or they've eaten too much spicy foods, or they've seen a lot of violent movies. Yes, we process that in our bodies too, what we see. Um, it can throw that Pitta person out of balance and they can respond in various ways. So a person of Pitta nature can become more critical. They can come become more angry or frustrated. Anything that is semblance of the element of fire becomes then aggravated in that person. And if they're aware that that's what's going on, they can treat it with the opposite qualities so that it brings them back to center. Okay. And what would that be like examples of the opposite for that? Okay. So let's use food as an example, because okay. everyone loves food. All right. So, um, 
like a, like a Thai meal, for example, tends to be quite spicy using maybe even cayenne in there or chili powder or anything that's heating to the body and kind of makes like, the nose run and everything will increase fire within a pitta. So the way that a pitta can treat that is bring in foods that have known cooling qualities. So things like aloe, there's aloe juice, you can do cucumbers, you can do watermelon, um, oats are known to be cooling, sweet potatoes are known to be cooling. Uh, the other thing that you can do is treat it with the, the rose scent. Rose is quite soothing to someone who is of pitta dominance. So diffusing rose within the house, um, having a warm, not a hot bath, because fire is the dominant, a warm bath with rose essential oil will help to bring that person back into that balance. Wow, that's amazing. So it's, it? yeah, so it's, it's everything from... Yeah. Smells like, and, and foods we eat, like you don't think, I don't know. You don't really think about the connection of your mood being, Oh, if I ate this food, that's going to counteract it or, or change that. That's yeah. Mind blowing. Really our, our bodies are just like, like a, a vessel in the environment. So everything that we surround ourselves with, everything that we ingest ultimately becomes us. Right. And so like if I'm watching um, violent movies or if I'm eating spicy food, if I'm constantly arguing with my partner, for example, and I live in the tropics where it's 30 plus degrees, I'm going to go to balance like all the time. It's going to be really hard for me to stay in balance. So I'm going to have to make sure I eat a lot of cooling foods. And that's just really um, an example of how susceptible to our environments, how sensitive our bodies are to our environments. Every last single tissue that is formed in your body is as a result of what you ingest into it, not just in your nutrition plan. Yeah. Just what our whole environment. That's amazing. Just to think about that. I love that. Just being mindful of anything. Is there any element then that our body will know we need that? Like if it's you're, you're eating the spicy foods and watching the scary movies, but you're, you're feeling out of balance. Like, will your body naturally go to those, the cooling elements, or do you have to kind of be mindful yourself? Like, is your body going to give you the signs for that? Or is it just, you have to be cognizant and say, okay, I need to do this. Eventually, as you become more aware of what kind of body type you have, you will become more vigilant with how to treat it and bring it back um, to its natural setting. So here's the thing. In nature, we have the law of attraction, right? So like attracts like. So someone that's a pit of nature is more likely to go out of balance in their own nature as well. So we tend to be attracted to things that aggravate our, our, our doshas or our constitutions. Um, and many of us walk around our entire lives and have no idea that that spicy Mexican food that we love every Monday night or Taco Tuesday, putting all the cayenne on there is actually contributing to inflammation within our body, increasing arthritis symptoms, or perhaps increasing critical nature and being more of an intense person. Um, so once a person has the knowledge of what their body types are, that's when things change for them. Because if I have the knowledge that I'm a pitta body type, then I know that things that are cooling um, and have all the properties of the opposite of what my dominant nature is, I know that I can bring those things in. And then my body is going to feel that homeostasis, that center, and it's going to start to crave that more. So yes, over time, our bodies develop that wisdom 
to know when we're out of balance, working of course with our, our mind, our manas, um, to make sure that it stays at that, at that happy medium, so to speak. Because uh, at the end of the day, the whole point behind having a body that's, that's strong and resilient is so that we can do the work that is the most important. And that is really to discover why it is that we're here and how we can live our lives with the most ease and joy. Yeah. But getting our body, getting our whole self in the best state to do that. So we talked about then, obviously you're giving an example of one here. I'm assuming it's people are the variety, like we're all different or okay. And how can people find that out then? Well, there's a number of ways you can do that. The most effective way, if you want to just kind of get a one and done type thing is to have an assessment done by a trained practitioner. That's going to give you the most accurate results as well as the clearest path on where to go from there. Whether you want to continue working with someone one-on-one so that you get to your results faster or whether you want to go it alone, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And obviously you're one of those professionals, so they can reach out to you. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely reach out to you. If this is sounding of interest, it's very much sounding of interest to me. I'm like, I, I need this for sure. I need this. Um, in your years then of practicing wellness, who do you find gravitates towards this knowledge system? Who does, you know, who really thrives in, in learning this and, and doing this work? So generally who I find comes to me first without me reaching out to anyone are, um, people that are really into yoga. They understand Ayurveda because it's, there's like, they cover, I think a, a small section of it in their training, but they don't dive into it in the system. So generally they're curious about it and how it can help them deepen their practice. And they're already on that pathway of sort of, um, self-discovery and really learning what their dharma or their purpose is. Right. So, um, yogis, yoga lovers, studio owners, um, people that are really into wellness and, you know, attend every single yoga class kind of thing are usually more open to that and are attracted to that. The other one, um, the other category I find is health professionals, um, because it really teaches about the, uh, the, the spiritual side of wellness and looks at the body in terms of the natural elements uh, as well. So it teaches a different side of healthcare and medicine um, from the timeless system point of view. It's five to 10,000 years old and the current medical system with the allopathic model is not that old at all. So they find generally it's a compliment. Um, a course that I went to when I was in Albuquerque in New Mexico, there were doctors in the room saying, we like everything that we learn in medical school aligns a lot with what he is teaching, except for this goes deeper into it. And it really captures the entire being of a person rather than just seeing trauma, treating it and all that kind of stuff. Right. And not to say that that's what the curriculum is at all. It's not all I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is it gives a more, um, natural, um, grassroots approach and spiritual approach to the idea of, of healing. Um, and those are sort of the, the two main types of people that are interested as well. Um, and I find people that are further along on their journey and they're looking for a system, they're hungry for a system that 
can get them more results for their body type, they have a little bit of an awareness to that as well. And they want to up level their existing wellness practice, which is pretty solid. Um, they tend to be more attracted to it as well. So a little bit further along the line in their wellness journey, they will typically find Ayurveda. Yeah. I love that. Cause for me, it's things like okay, you know, sometimes I really don't have good sleeps and it's like very disrupted sleep and things like that. So I'm thinking, oh, there's probably something behind this of the finding that balance and, and helping with that or, or certain foods I eat like you, or yeah, you start to be mindful of these things in your own life and wonder, um, cause maybe it's not the way everyone else is doing things, but you go like, well, I find, I find when I eat first thing in the morning, it really impacts my energy in a negative way. So I find it's actually better for me to start eating later in the day. And and, and so not everyone does that. And you think you're supposed to do things a certain way. And then when you're not, but it feels better, you're just kind of like, mm, which, which is right. Or, or is there a right way? But obviously there's a kind of a different way for all of us. Yes. I just answered that question. There is a right way because there's a right way to eat for your body type. And there's a right way to have a lifestyle for your body type too. And on the note about, um, people that are further along in their wellness journey too, in the past year, I've noticed a trend. I've been talking to a lot more, uh, like many more athletes, professional elite athletes as well. They, they seem to be gravitating toward the system too, because they're all about performance and what's the next level, right? And that's where Ayurveda really comes in too, is it's, as it's once people are on their journeys, understanding their rhythms, like you're talking about, you know, in the mornings is not necessarily the, the, um, the most appropriate time for you. And you find that a little bit later resonates with you. Um, as well. And there can be a whole story around that too, as to why. Um, but generally speaking, people that are looking more into taking their daily self-care uh, healthy routine to the next level, and they understand that that, that is imperative to sustainable health. It's not a luxury, right? Um, many people think that self-care is a luxury and it simply isn't. It's, I liken it to a house. When you build a house, clear the land, you have a foundation, you build the foundation nice and strong, you build a house on top of the foundation and then you maintain it afterwards. And that's all things like waking up and having um, breakfast at a certain time and having lunch at a certain time and having dinner at a certain time honor in a person is taking care of those fundamental um, needs because here's the thing when I was frazzled and in my 20s and not sure where I was going I didn't have my health priorities set out I was trying to do all the things knowing that's Pitta Pitta likes to take on all the projects and I didn't know that at the time right and so I was pretty confused and and what that what this has taught me really is to if you cannot honor your non-negotiables of health, everything above that does not matter. We have to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of others. Yeah, absolutely. I know I was having like a few days where I was feeling very frazzled just a little while ago. And, and it was like my self-care routine had kind of you know, flown out the window and because it, it was usually, I was doing my meditation. I was going outside to meditate. I was going for walks and I think I really needed that. And then when I got, you know, really busy, it was like, nope, no time for that. And then I, I you know, lost that piece and, and I felt frazzled and stressed and everything is just, and then it's like, I want to eat bad foods and like, it all kind of comes 
piling on and, and it's not, but when you're in that moment, it's everything you're in, you're like in a flow and your ideas, like the ideas are coming to you and you see things clearly. And it's like a completely different way to live. Absolutely. I love it. So what is your, like, what is the vision you have for the work that you do? And, um, cause again, this is new to me and I'm assuming it's new to a lot of the listeners. So what is this vision that you would like to see and how this can be, you know, brought to the a wider audience? So I guess I, I have a, a number of answers I could give to that as well. What I would love to see is Ayurveda become a household word. I say that because we are at a time, we're at a precipice in history where we have the potential to shift things in a really big way. And a lot of that's going to come from how we take care of ourselves. We can't fix the world's problems. We can't fix the pandemic that's going on, but we can fix ourselves first. And I say that loosely because there are things that we can, we can do, but much of it is out of our control. What is within our control is how we respond to it. And at the end of the day, it all starts with the individual and how they decide to, to change. So that comes from being able to practice uh, self-care and sovereignty over our own bodies so that we can break free from the chains of the system and really take charge in our own health. And then when we do that, we can actually teach the younger generations how to do that and break the cycle and create a whole new world and experience for people. I, I believe it is possible. Um, it comes from the decision to take care and love yourself first and it spreads from there. And that's the vision. I love it. Yeah. Like what's coming to me from that is it's about being like empowered about your own health and wellness. Cause sometimes if we're not, you know, we're looking to, we're seeking a medical professional to help us, but if you can be empowered, we know ourselves best. Like we live our lives every day. And so this sounds like it's a real way to empower ourselves truly with our own health and wellness. Well, and you know, it's, it's not that it's something that you acquire from outside and bring it in. Everybody has it. It's like the sleeping lion, right? All Ayurveda does is it teaches people how to awake the sleeping lion within and our, therefore our innate ability to heal. Every last human on the planet has the innate ability to heal, but many of us have been disempowered to not be able to use that capability. And we therefore handed a lot of our, many times we hand our bodies over to someone else to take care of and someone else to give us a prescription, someone else to do something for us. So it really is most effective when we decide that we want to take responsibility for our experiences and be accountable for our own health. I love that. I love it. So what would you say, you know, is the like thing, so for people like where, where do they start? Um, if they don't know where to start, what would you suggest to people in that position? If this is sounding of interest, if you know, what's next? So I would say to the individual too, um, we can't really move forward without understanding what your why is, right? So that's going to come from taking a moment, taking a breath, getting clear, moving out of the chaos, because you cannot make sound decisions where the chaos is occurring, right? So we need to step outside of that noise, listen to the still small voice, 
of what our souls are asking of us, get really clear. And then when you're clear, start doing the research for yourself. Do some independent research, take tidbits from it that make sense to you, that resonate to you. And then really just build your own case for how you can, you can get started. Attend things like summits if you want to. Talk to people that you know are into what you want to do. Hang out with people that emulate essentially where you want to be in life because you're a culmination of the five people you surround yourself with, right? Yeah. And so if you're hanging out with turkeys, you're going to be a turkey. If you want to hang out with eagles, you got to go find some eagles so that you can soar, right? So it's a matter of being able to be, to discern and really carefully select where you're going to, what environment, we talked about environments, what environments you're going to put yourself in and the people that you're going to bring in that are ultimately going to nourish your higher purpose. I love that. Yeah. Just being really mindful because of all the things around us, like it's just making me think about all that. Cause it's, we don't sometimes think about just like the food we eat, the people we surround ourselves with the environment we put ourselves in like physical environments too. It's just to know that that's all impacting our being. It's just like thinking about your health and, and your wellness in that way is like, oh, wow, I, I really have to be mindful. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to food, because everyone loves talking about food, an interesting little tidbit there too, is that we are what we eat, we are what we smell, we are what we see, taste, touch, right? And so with that in mind, there is there are more ways that we nourish our body than just eating a kale salad or a cheeseburger or something. Right. Um, so we can take that knowledge and reinterpret it and really create our next step. How are we going to be able to move forward? If you have ever seen, um, I think it was called extreme makeover or something like that many years back on television where they take these people that, um, didn't love their appearance. And then in one hour, whatever, they show you how they do all these transformations, everything, they do this extreme makeover. And all of a sudden they're this brand new person in an hour. Sustainability doesn't work like that. It has to be done in incremental steps because here's the thing. When we start introducing change into our body, our body's going to respond and test us to see how bad we want it. So typically what happens is that the ego will come in and say, are you sure? Are you sure that's for you? And many people are like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's not. So we shrink back in and we stay stuck, right? And so um, that resistance to change, even though you know that it's better for you, you know that it could lead you to something better, um, really is just a way of testing us to see how bad we want it. And that just comes from having a why or having a resolve that is bigger than our excuses. Okay. So taking time on that why and really doing some thinking about that why is an important place to start, as you said, and that, yeah, yeah I can see why. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I love it. All you're, all you're doing is you're, you're aligning with what you want. And as soon as you raise your vibration and your energy, you're going to attract on that level. If you stay down in, in the gutter, you're going to attract on that level. So raise your vibration with the environment that you're in, the people that you surround yourself with, the way that you eat your food is actually more important than what you eat. There's not a lot of people know that. Um, And the things that you listen to, the things that you watch, especially nowadays, um, all will have an effect on how you make your decision and your interpretation of the environment that you're living in. That's so true. 
And I'm only noticing it now more than ever. If I watch like a scary movie or a sad movie, like my whole mood is different. And I'm, I'm like, why do I feel this way? And you, you go back and you're like, nothing happened. Like, why am I feeling like sad or devastated? Or, and then you're like, oh my gosh, it was that, that thing I just watched on TV. Like, how can that affect me? Nothing happened to me. Um, so knowing like being that mindful of, of what's happening and what we're putting in our bodies or what we're exposing ourselves to. Well, and that you say that too, like here's a real life example for people. Say you're about to sit down and meditate. You're not going to turn on gangster rap while you're meditating. You're going to turn on something new age or birds or something like that because you want to feel a certain way while you're meditating because your body's going to process that, interpret that, and it's going to be, you're going to have an experience from that, right? Maybe if you're going to go to a CrossFit gym and really work hard, you might want to put on some gangster rap, but there's a time and a place for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So finding that. I love it. Yeah. It's just a different way of looking at things or really being like really seeing things differently, really, really like being aware and having a bigger, like more of an awareness um, of all these, these elements, whether it's our environment or like you said, the five senses. Um, Well, I love this conversation and it's, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm so intrigued to learn more about what my body type is and um, you know, what, what that is for me. Um, So I do want to do that. for listeners then, um, how can people continue this conversation with you? Um, so I'm every time I do something like this, a podcast or a summit, or I'm at a meeting or whatever, I always do the open door policy, the potential to continue on a conversation with people. So I think that there is so much that can be gained in even a short 30 minute conversation. So I offer that to people if they're intrigued, if they want to know a little bit more about it, if they want to explore it and see if it's right for them, how are we going to find that out unless we start a conversation somewhere? So that's why I offer uh, 30 minute discovery calls for people to really figure out, Hey, is this going to be a fit for me? Maybe this doesn't resonate. Maybe she doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't align. Um, or maybe, Oh my gosh, I just had the biggest breakthrough conversation. And I think that this is the right thing for me. It feels right. I love it. I love the energy. Let's do it. Let's take the next step. Right. Um, and so there's that, and there's, there's always doing something like a course if you wanted to. And you do, you offer courses. I do offer courses. Yeah. I, um, I actually, I used to do retreats. I used to do, um, workshops and all that kind of stuff back in the day when we could do that. And now I do online courses to offer people the same valuable information and practical, useful, um, application of how to bring Ayurveda into your into their life bit by bit I want to be clear with Ayurveda though too if people when I say the word spiritual I think some people think oh is this like a religion it's not a religion it's just a healthcare system that's all it is Um, and so I teach them in my course how to slowly start to incorporate Ayurveda is what sorry into their program into their life what Ayurveda is how it can help them what their body types are, where they're imbalancing, how you can treat those imbalances, and the five sense therapies that nourish all of the senses that bring in information I talked about earlier on. I love Amazing. it. 
I love it. And it's obviously it's unique. It's different for the person. So they really have to go through the process to have that individualized plan. I'm assuming. Yeah. And you know, I've taught this course a couple of times now. Um, I just finished the last one a few weeks ago and then I start this next round on May 29th and I still have room. There are people okay. registered. I still have room for people to really be able to dive into this and sort of take the next step um, about, you know, learning about Ayurveda and how Ayurveda can go to work for them in their life to simplify it by nourishing our fundamental needs our foundation of our houses perfect so that's may 29th so um if anyone's interested in that course that's coming up here soon and how can they get in touch or find more details about that would it be on your website or yeah so the course is called your happy body and that is on my website i have registration all set up for that and if they want to get a hold of me to have a 30 minute complimentary call um, they can always check out my link on Calendly, Calendly, which will be provided in the show notes along with the uh, registration information page from my website. Perfect. Perfect. I will put that on there for them. That's amazing. I love it. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Is there any sort of um, tips or any comments you want to leave listeners with maybe that we didn't get to on this conversation yet? Yeah, I guess maybe just to kind of wrap this up in a sort of a pretty bow. Um, the primordial cause of dis-ease, according to Ayurveda, um, which has been around for thousands of years, is forgetting our true nature as spirit. When we stop remembering who we really are and what our truths are, that's when we start to get disturbances. That's when we start to get dis-ease. That's when we start to fall prey to a lot of the worldly dramas. So as soon as we can bring ourselves back to center, understand what our truth is, why we were put here, and how to go about that, how to bring our sense of knowing what our truth is, who is Kendra, who is Kaylee, right? Um, at the end of the day, and how we show up in the world for ourselves and for other people, will ultimately lead us to really understanding ourselves and our environment, our family, our loved ones better. Knowing and understanding ourselves better is how we get our power back. I love that. I love that. It's just, it's beautiful. Like it's just, it's why we're here. It's our purpose. It's not, we're not just, yeah, occupying space or a job or a career. Like who are we? Why are we here? What is our purpose? I love it. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you, Kendra. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Um, I'm sure, yes, that you we've you know we've spread the word of this to more people, which is great because again, it this is all new to me. So I'm loving what I'm learning. And um, yes, thank you for the work you're doing. It's amazing, and I think it's a gift to the world. And um, I hope people reach out to you and and kind of you know learn more as well for themselves. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. You just gave me goosebumps. That really filled my bucket. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you listeners for tuning in and we will catch you next time. All right. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoy listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. 
Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.